You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. 27.8 at the top of the lane. Just Believe, Just Believe takes over. Mufasa Metro's trying to rally. Queen Elida can't reach them. Don't stop dreaming. Just keep believing. He's going to make history here. Just Believe. Race is clear. What a horse. What a moment. He's done it again. Just Believe. Seems Mufasa to be getting better. Even that trip overseas to Sweden seems to have improved the horse remarkably. Went through the series unbeaten. A bit like Leap to Fame. And he returns like Leap to Fame. Leap to Fame Brisbane. This horse in Melbourne, uh, Chris Barsby, you reckon that's the highlight of the night, seeing this horse and some very other talented square gators go around there uh, at that Ballarat program. Yeah, Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Uh, yeah, I just think that race is the race that's going to to be the highlight uh, race of the weekend. There's just talent of plenty lining up in that field. He's the horse to beat, no question, just believe. But I think there's a few there that will certainly want to test themselves against the very best and they've got the best opportunity to do that. So these trotters are all aiming towards the Great Southern Star which comes up on Hunter Cup 9 so we're a couple of weeks away so this is a, a great opportunity for a lot of horses to you know stake their claim so looking forward to that race that's uh, race 5 tomorrow night at Ballarat. The horse is chasing 6 in a row Chris and chasing 24 wins from 66 starts just believe. Yeah, and as you said, uh, he, he seems like he's come back from that European adventure last year in better shape. And there was a lot of good judges that sort of said that he would come back better. Anthony Butt stated it, Dave McGowan. And they're guys that have been through that. Uh, Anthony Butt with Lyle Craig, uh, Dave McGowan with Special Force. So I, I don't know what it is, uh, but uh, they're right because uh, he's just come back uh, in better shape. Uh, so looking forward to this test tomorrow night. Uh, and it's going to be interesting over the next couple of months what they what they do with Just Believe. Uh, obviously, uh, they're keen to go across to New Zealand for that uh, trot slot race over there. But it'll just be interesting to see what other targets they've got. The Great Southern Star's a big one. That race in New Zealand's obviously another key target. So exciting times for connections. And just they're nice people, aren't they? Uh, you've spoken to Greg Sugars plenty of time, Jess Tubbs, and even that property. I've watched some of the footage, Chris, online, and uh, just that hill that they work on and how they get the horses fit in that real rural environment there. Um, you can understand why they're so tough, these horses. Yeah, no doubt about it. They're based at uh, Lara J Farm there, so not far from Melton in that sort of Bacchus Marsh area. So uh, they've got a wonderful property. Uh, they're setting it up. They're still setting it up. And they would have learned a lot from that European trip as well, Steve, about how to condition their horses and what other things they can do to their property to enhance the, the best out of their horses. So, uh, no, they're, they're very good uh, people, uh, not only uh, with their horses, but uh, just in general. So uh, great ambassadors for harness racing, and uh, they've got a real star there in Just Believe. Well, I think Jared's going to tell us uh, in red figures around a dollar fifty, and he's with us now, Jared Daffy. Jared, good morning. Morning, morning, Chris. Hey, I've got to ask the question. Um, I know you're a man of the people, and you can venture far and wide. But I didn't realise you were sponsoring the West Indian cricket team. I'm looking at their shirts now, and on the back it says <laughs> Daff Bet. Yeah, it's actually Daffer. D A F A. Oh. Uh, they're one of the tens of thousands of overseas. Uh, businesses that are involved in sports betting now. I think, I think they're in the Caribbean somewhere, but uh, yeah, it stands out, doesn't it? 
Yeah. Oh, I thought it was you. I, I really did. I, I said, well, it, it wouldn't... It didn't shock me that uh, the, the name was on the shirt, but anyway, we move on. Hey, what about this meeting coming through from uh, Ballarat tomorrow night? We're just talking about the Night Pistol, and it's a really good lineup. Uh, in many ways, probably a little better than what we saw with the Inter Dominion Grand Final field. Mufasa Metro 11, Plymouth Chubb 18, Call Me the Breeze, Fascinating Horse, $7, Visionary at 71. Hammer's Law, $151. Just Believe, $1.50. Uh, Queen Elida at 14 I'm Ready Jet, 23 Kiang Ignite, 26 RC Phoenix, Last Star Track Record Breaker, $13. Traveller Bug, $151. And Sleepy at $71. So what are punters doing with Just Believe? You're right. It's a deep race, isn't it? I suppose the one that stands out there, um, given the, the uh, final of the Inter-Dominion, is Queen Elida, who's a $14 pop. And there's plenty ahead of her in the market, but we put him up at a dollar fifty. Just believe uh, that didn't last very long. He got into one forty-five. But I see this morning they've eased him back out to one fifty with support coming through for plenty of others there. So rest assured, he'll be pretty short. I would say from what we saw um, Thursday or Wednesday and Thursday that he might start a little bit short. I doubt whether he'll get a whole lot better. Okay. Do, do you think he'll feature in a fair few multis across the weekend? Just with his no reputation? Doubt because, yeah, no doubt. Looking at the markets we've already got up and running, well, he's short. Hi, my name is Jeff, which we'll get to, is short at Menangle. Leap to Fame's obviously a dollar ten pop. So, um, you know, you'd think he'd be a walk-up start in most multis. OK, this race might be a little different. The Ballarat Cup, a lot has been said throughout the week, not as strong as previous years. Normally, it's a dress rehearsal for the Hunter Cup and we've still got a, a couple of new ones that'll roll in uh, into town for the Hunter Cup. But still, it's a very good lineup. The favourite is Catch a Wave. He's at $2.00. Down the page, Beyond Delight, 5 Pete said so, 16. Alderman Vinnie, 61. Early scratching of Serge Blanco. Canina Provlima, 11. Catch a wave, $2. Candy's Butterfly, 251. Sea Art, 650. The Emergency Platinum Stride gaining the start. He's a $101 shot. Cosimo, 126. Hurricane Harley, 17. Macdan, 10. And Bulletproof Boy, 41. What are they doing with Catch a Wave? There's a definite move against Catch a Wave. Opened at 180 out to $2. Uh, you can tell it's a serious when when they back two or three others, and they, and that's been the case now. Beyond the light from the pole uh, was 7 into 6. I see this morning updates at $5. There had been early interest in Macdan at $11. Uh, he's into 10. And the other one that's been a decent move is Keneva Problema, number 5, 21 into 11. But of that trio, quite clearly... Um, the second elect there, Beyond the Light, is the one, $7 into $5. OK, that's the Ballarat Cup tomorrow night. Menangle, you mentioned the free-for-all there featuring Hi, My Name is Jeff, Port Al Prince 26, Alta Orlando 13, Lineup 23, Balarage 41, the Croupier 31, Star Major 26, uh, then we've got South Coast Arden 11, Mac Da Vinci 5, and Hi, My Name is Jeff, $1.28. So he is very short. No trick shots here. Open at 1.30 into 1.28. There's no interest in anything else. OK, so all the rage there for... Hi, my name is Jeff. The Adore Me Stakes tomorrow night in Sydney at Menangle. This race for the Mayors. The favourite is Teresa Love at 2.90. Arden's Delight, 4.40. It's Ebony and Ivory at 7.50. Others in the mix here. Total Diva at 6.50. Ideal and Dreams, 3.90. $12 magic moment. Teresa Love uh, was the first move, and it wasn't really overly big, 320 into 290, 
But the one they've had three cracks at here, Chris, is Arden's Delight drawn beside her in uh, Barrier Two, seven fifty now into four forty. So basically a half of half of the price that she opened at Arden's Delight. So that's a pretty serious move. Okay. Uh, speaking of shorties, uh, Leap to Fame, the uh, Inter Dominion champ, he's back in action at his home track, Albion Park, tomorrow night, race four. He's a dollar ten, nine fifty for both Deus Ex and Turn It Up. Big odds, all others. So, has there been any sort of temptation from punters about the dollar ten? No, I saw that go up, dollar ten, and obviously you mentioned the two there at nine fifty. Normally, if there was some sort of uh, doubt in, in you know th those who bet early's minds, uh, one of those would have moved in. That hasn't been the case. They're still at nine fifty, so. Dollar ten, you might get a little bit better. You might potentially do a little bit worse, but quite clearly, plenty of multi money through leap to fame at that dollar ten. Yeah, there's some value there. A dollar ten, uh, given what he's opposed to and what he's achieved in recent times, okay. and what he's got coming up as well. So, I think the dollar ten's a value. Uh, the other race at Albion Park. Uh, this is the, uh, the, the the other free for all race, if you want to call it that. And we've got a shorty in Beach Villa. This is race seven. Uh, he's a very fast beginner, expected to lead here. A dollar fifty, four dollars Targaryen, eight dollars about high voltage is drawn gate one. So any take is a dollar fifty Beach Villa? No, a drifter, one forty out to one fifty. Targaryen has been the one, Chris. Opened seven, got into five yesterday. This morning updates at four dollars. So again, nearly half of what it opened at. Bit of interest in high voltage, eleven into eight. But um yeah, it looks like there's plenty out there that think that favourite's a risk. It's a drift of 140 out to 150. OK, if you're building us a multi for the weekend, where are we going? <clears throat> Rather than build a multi, I was, I was having a look at this because some of these have been either easy or just too short in uh, in the case of Leap to Fame. So maybe play around with these, maybe couple them up or just back them at singles because if one of them wins, you'll still come out with something. Albion Park, race seven, number eight, Targaryen. Menangle, race six, number two, Arden's Delight, and at Ballarat in the Cup, race seven, number one, Beyond Delight. They're all around about that four or five dollar mark. And as I said, if one of them can salute, you should be able to come out ahead. Okay, so that's race seven, number eight, Targaryen Albion Park, six by two, Arden's Delight at Menangle, and seven one, Beyond Delight in the Ballarat Cup. Hey, uh, Jerry, just before I let you go this morning, news came through this week, Akuta out of the uh, the Hunter Cup, uh, yeah. out indefinitely. So there's obviously a bit of a shake-up now to the uh, the Hunter Cup market, and Leap to Fame is now odds on 190. OK, well, I um, I did come across that news. Um, it was timely yesterday because normally you get hit with those sort of things, but we're on top of it. So we suspended those races. Akuta was second favourite for the Hunter Cup. Um, I'm actually on the road this morning, so I'm not quite sure of what that market reopened. Uh, you've clearly got it in front of you there. But, yeah, it's unfortunate news. And just reading between the lines, um, it sounds like a serious injury, Chris, that mm. uh, might be the end of Akuta's career. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're hoping that they'll get some sort of confirmation within the fortnight about uh, the seriousness of the injury. But, yeah, it could be the end of the road for Akuta. So time will certainly mm. tell with those uh, scans coming up in the next fortnight. Hey, Jared, appreciate the time this morning. We'll chat again next week. Thanks, Chris. So there's Jared Daffy from Tab joining us. You can check out the prices by going to the website, tab.com.au. So that Hunter Cup market, Steve, with a cooter out, leap to fame 190. They've got Swayze there at 450, but 
doubtful. Hutton Treacherous, $9. He's now with Jason Grimson. Catch a wave, 11 uh, Better Eclipse, 14 There's a little doubt on, on Better Eclipse. They may just hold him back for the Miracle Mile. Hi, my name is Jeff, who starts tomorrow night, 14. Ladies in red, 14. We spoke with David Moran yesterday. He didn't have any update. Rock and roll do, 14. Self-assured, 14. He, he won't be coming. So I'm sure that market's going to change significantly in the next week or so once we get a better idea of who's, who's certain mm. to start. Is he a level above all those horses, though, Chris? Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Spice is with us. Ryan, good morning. Morning, Chris. Morning, Steve. Happy New Year as well. Yeah, happy 2024. Chris, while we're talking about the Hunter Cup market there with Tab, yep. uh, I think there's a really big glaring error. Uh, Catch a Wave is $11, but he is $3 the place. And as you outlined beautifully this week, uh, most of the half of those horses sort of in the top uh, 10 or so selections are definitely not going to the Hunter Cup. So uh, $3 the place, catch a wave, I think is a great bet. Mm. And, and keeping in mind, he beat Home Leap to Fame last time they met in the Victoria Cup. So he's a high-quality horse, Chariots of Fire, Miracle Mile winner. So, yeah, there's there's good value there, $3 the place. So that's catch a wave. Just, just on catch a wave, just talking about the Ballarat Cup, I'm sure you've run the eye over that race. H how does it sort of line up for you, that Ballarat Cup race tomorrow night? Not... Not as strong as previous years, but still, it's a good line-up headline by this horse, Catch a Wave. Yeah, I think that's um, the take. I think the bottom end of the race is where it's quite weak. Uh, there's a few horses that have snuck in there that we, we normally wouldn't see in a Ballarat Cup. Uh, look, Catch a Wave deserves to be a clear favourite. His best will, you know, leave the rest of this field in, the, in his wake. But he is a horse that uh, his best is excellent, but his floor is quite low. So it's always hard to know what you're going to get with that horse. Um, from my point of view, though, the early price of Canina Problema, he's a horse in form. He was great in the Inter-Dominion final. Worked home. His last half was super. Uh, then at Bathurst, he just got a bit funky in his gait, but his run was still excellent. And then he's just been bloused last week in the Shep Cup. So they went up sort of $21 each way. Uh, I think Canina Problema... David Moran is sort of like a, a really nice one by four play. Okay, Canina Provlima there. Uh, speaking of the Inter Dominion, uh, the champs both return tomorrow night. Just believe in the night pistol, leap to fame in the free for all here at Albion Park. Are you expecting them to, to both prove victorious tomorrow night? Oh, I certainly think um, leap to fame is winning whichever way the cookie crumbles. The dollar ten is just a, you know it's a free ten percent for your weekend multi. Um, just believe, yeah, it, it's hard to it's hard to know. There's this European horse that's trialled nicely. Um, I certainly expect him to win. Do I want to take the dollar fifty? Probably not. Okay. What about this uh, free for all in Sydney tomorrow night? Hi, my name is Jeff. Uh, all you can do is win, and he's doing exactly that now. He's really short. He's obviously going to be very hard to beat again tomorrow night. But just looking ahead, we've got some nice big races coming up. Can can he make that step? Can he elevate his game and, and be competitive at the grand circuit level? Oh, without a shadow of a doubt, Chris. He's, I think he's just sort of like got a 148-mile stamped inning from everything we've seen. Seven from seven at the track. He can be used early to put himself... Uh, on the front end of proceedings. he's In some ways, he's just a perfect Menangle horse. Um, I think the $1.28 that Tab are currently betting is uh, is fine. He'll 
to take his record to uh, to eight from eight, basically, at that track. The key is that Mac Da Vinci more than likely settles at the rear of the field and Jeff will be at the front high-balling and, and he'll run a, probably a foot, he'll break 50 this weekend, I think. So, yeah, add him to your weekend multi. OK, put him in. Hi, my name is Jeff. So we can put in Leap to Fame, as I said, uh, and, and you've backed that up. $1.10, that's... That's a gift, that. And then, uh, hi, my name is Jeff. $1.28, we'll take that as well. Yeah, absolutely. So it comes out to about $1.40-ish. Uh, I, uh, I don't think either runner will be in doubt this weekend. All right. Where where do we find your best bet across the weekend? Uh, Chris, I'm going to be keen to see what price they go up. Albion Park, race one, number three, Cat's Eye Beach. I think you can work to the top here. And over the middle trip, I think you'll take a fair bit of catching. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what price he comes up. I'm not entirely sure how short he'll be in the market. Um, but I thought last week he needed the run and he was serviceable. This week he can certainly push forward and I think can take up the running and prove the one to catch. All right, we can get it nice and early. Race one, number three, Cat's Eye Beach. Stables in form this week. They've had a good week. Yeah, they've had a very good week. And Angus Garrard, uh, since the clock's ticked over into 2024, he's, uh, he's driving in good form. Yeah, he's hit the ground running. Just to recap, I haven't spoken since the Inner Dominion, um, but what was your takeaway? Uh, December 16, Albion Park, leap to fame, just believe successful. How did you rate the series? It was an excellent series, Chris, considering that uh, the bottom end, the depth wasn't there. Uh, it was wonderful to see leap to fame to get the big grand circuit victory that he deserved. Um, as I said on radio uh, a bit earlier in the year, it was probably the most favourite race I've been on track for the crowd excitement and engagement was excellent and uh to see grant dixon with the big salute on the line was was you know was really something to see mm, absolutely i appreciate the time enjoy the weekend and we'll talk again next week lovely chris Thanks, here's, a tri here's a trivia question for you ryan sure who's the most famous person in the world with the surname spice ah uh, gee whiz you got me beat jamaican singer called richie spice you're number two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll leave it there. Leave it there, right. <laughs> Richie Spice, the singer. Uh, with no disrespect, I haven't heard of Richie Spice. Yeah, so. neither have I. But anyway, he's got a few hits. He's, he, okay. His big hit's called Eartha Run Red and Brown oh, Skin. Yeah. yeah, he was... Yeah, big songs, big songs. Yeah. Youth, um, youth Them Cold is another one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. All the big hits, uh, that's for sure. Uh, what about Spagnolo? Does that name come up? Do we have any I'll famous Spagnolo? I'll find Spagnolo. a famous Spagnolo. Right. Right well, see, he's about to join people, us. They, they make it, they don't know, but they secretly Google all this stuff. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Andrew, good morning. Good morning. Tough act to follow. Is it Reggie Spice? Or I was going to have to check <laughs> Richie Spice. Richie. 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 There you go. What's the difference? So. <laughs> hey, Happy New Year. Uh, happy New Year, Chris. Happy New Year, all. And um, hopefully, going to pre uh, preview some upcoming winners, I have a feeling. Yeah, and we've got the famous one. Uh, Giulio Spagnolo was a, a, an Italian boxer. He's the number one. There you go. More of a yeah. lover than a fighter. But um, <laughs> I'll take that. I'll, I'll, I'll have to check him out later. I haven't heard of him, but that's not to say we're not closely related. So look out. There you go. There you go. Hey, the news, big news this week. Uh, we touched on it earlier with Jared Akuta's out uh, indefinitely. His future's now in down. Um, but obviously there's been a, a major reshuffle for the Hunter Cup and as a result, Leap to Fame is $1.90 now. 
Yeah, it's, it's going to be one-way traffic, I'd assume, particularly with what Ryan touched on uh, in relation to a lot of runners in the market, perhaps not even going to, um, to the Hunter Cup. I think we'll wait for the weekend to see what where others are up to, particularly around the Ballarat Cup, and then make some market adjustments. Sounds like Catch a Wave, the $3 a place that Ryan alluded to, might be popular, but we'll wait and see how he goes tomorrow night before making any um, large adjustments, but by the sounds of things, he's going to firm. All right. Well, speaking of adjustments and speaking of popular, Leap to Fame resumes tomorrow night, race for Albion Park. He's a dollar ten, and that looks... That looks a, a, a gift for punters that are prepared to take the shorts. If he comes out and wins, which is expected, will there be a major change to his Hunter Cup price or even Miracle Mile price? He's two fifty for the Miracle Mile, dollar ninety now for the Hunter Cup. Will there be any sort of change dependent on, on his performance tomorrow night? I wouldn't have thought there'd be a change based on his performance. There'd probably be a organic change, if you like, with the attrition of what's around him and, and it'll come to light over the weekend if anything stands up around him. If they don't, he, he might just firm uh, via default, particularly if um, some others, the the B-greatest form of a better term, don't stand up in the Ballarat Cup or wherever else they're racing on the weekend. Hi, my name's Jeff's one that if he does continue to shoot the lights out, um, he, he's one that could firm, but I haven't heard much talk about him even going for the undercup. Okay, what about for the Miracle Mile? That would be the obvious target for Hi, my name is Jeff. And I'll ask you, I asked Ryan, where does he sit for you? Can he can he take it to that next level? Well, only a brave man would, would take on Grimson in a feature race, particularly with the, the informed ones. And he's, he's the definition of that. He's on his home deck. He's one that I wouldn't want to necessarily take on. To date, from memory, he's been pretty quiet in futures trades. And maybe that's because... The punters aren't certain on where he's headed to, but he's one that's definitely likely to firm for a miracle mile, uh, perhaps one that we should have proactively been looking to firm prior to now. OK, he's $1.28 as it stands for his race tomorrow night in Sydney. Uh, do you think he'll start shorter? By all reports, people seem to think he's, he's a sure thing. So based off uh, the assumption of, of punters, particularly sharp punters, uh, I dare say he will firm come jump time perhaps as short as a dollar twenty but yeah I have a feeling the uh, leap to fame Jeff just believe multi is going to be a pretty re- pretty large red mark on on tab books okay Jared mentioned with that mayor's race tomorrow night the adore me stakes Teresa love favorite but he said there's been good support for Arden's delight um, what are you sort of reading into that uh, that support coming for Arden's delight yeah it's I, I didn't think I had Teresa Love short enough when opening and I thought Arden's Delight was a little bit behind Teresa Love in terms of pure ability. Um, it's a very tricky race because the, the uh, Thorny's horse pretty much raced in free-for-all last week from what I from what I can gather. But it, it's more of a sit-sprint run on horse. Um, Teresa Love's a little bit the same. So maybe they Maybe the punters have come for Arden's Delight on the expectation that it's going to map better and have a, a better running transit. Okay, um, Melbourne tomorrow night, Ballarat in particular, uh, Cup night, great night of racing. Keen to get your thoughts here on the uh, the Trotters free for all, the Night Pistol, named after that champion of the past. He's a dollar fifty, just believe. Which way do you think punters will go? Do you think we'll get better than a dollar fifty, or do you think he'll be a little shorter than the dollar fifty currently? I think he'll start shorter based off the fact that just call me the breeze, who's first up from Europe 
hasn't had any support at all. So based off that um, trend or fact, if you like, the lack of money for him suggests that Just Believe will most likely start shorter and by by all reports, punters seem to think he'll, he'll just be winning. So he could get ridiculously short, as short as a dollar dollar thirty come jump time, if just call me the breeze. Um, in particular, isn't supported. And Mafasa Metro, you couldn't imagine punters loading up on him, given just believe appears um, to have his measure on recent um, recent times they have met. Okay, the Ballarat Pacing Cup, the favourite is Catch Your Wave. We spoke with Andy Gath earlier in the week. Originally wasn't going this way, but I think just with the lack of quality there, it's an ideal opportunity, and uh, he is the favourite. But Jared outlined Beyond Delight, number one, has attracted good support. So what do we read into the Ballarat Pacing Cup? It's an interesting race. It generally is a great form race for upcoming features, and why wouldn't it be given the prize money on offer and the, and the timing of it? Tricky race to price. Catch a wave historically has had question marks over the distance and perhaps even on his racing manners on occasion. So maybe that's why they haven't stepped into him. Beyond the lights, one that I personally would be happy to take on because it, it in my in my opinion it hasn't really stood up in the feature races as yet not saying he can't or won't and he might have a, a, a lovely running transit tomorrow but i'm not too sure he can be used too hard early and and still get home and for, for me i would have i would have thought catch away almost on default may firm come jump time given he does have much more proven record versus these ones. It, it appears a dropping grade with, without insulting the others. If he doesn't um, perform at his best or doesn't have luck in transit, uh, Mac Dan and, and Hurricane Harley are, are perhaps worth um, an each way ticket. They're, they're the ones that appear to be forgotten at this stage in, by punters. And Ryan touched on Kanina Provolima. Um, me personally, I, I did go up a little bit longer at the start of the week. That was because Serge Blanco was in the race, and I don't believe. Had Serge Blanco um, started, Ganina would have mapped pretty ordinary and perhaps had a tough run. With him out, uh, with Serge Blanco coming out, it really does uh, give Ganina a much more uh, viable chance of winning and obviously earning money. So probably went up long there, but for the right reasons. And it's it's one that could make the race a lot more interesting, particularly given it, it tried to hold all the way in the Shepherd and Cup and all bar a metre out from the line was going to do it. Mm. Uh, looking big picture with the, the Hunter Cup Miracle Mile mark, it's catch a wave. If he comes out and wins tomorrow night, he's $11, $3 the place. How big a change will we see in the market when they reopen? Yeah, it's a good question. I think we'll know a lot more stating the obvious after Saturday night. Should he, should he not perform, and I'm not too sure how much he'll firm, even if others don't go. However, if he does come out and um, blow them away, I have a feeling he'll, he'll be a significant mover and shaker. Perhaps on caution alone, given um, the, the attrition that's occurring around him. What about, uh, as we know, Akuta's out, but the Purden Stable are saying that Don't Stop Dreaming is a possibility of going to the Hunter Cup rather than, rather than contesting the four-year-old Bonanza. Now, what sort of price do you think you'd, you'd frame him up? Yeah, it's a good question. I, off the top of my head, he'd have to be on, on speculation alone, given the quality of the camp. He'd have to be second or third pick. And without sound like a broken record, not too many around him are putting their hands up to say they're better than him or they should be starting shorter than him. So off that alone and following this um, this 
this slot today, I'll, I'll add him to the market and we'll basically next week we can touch base and see if he's been hot or cold in, in that area. Okay, and the last one that I've got for you this morning. Um, Ryan was really keen on, on Hi, my name is Jeff tomorrow night. He's unbeaten at Menangle. He's expecting him to dominate tomorrow night and go sub 50. Just looking at the Miracle Mile, uh, Miracle Mile market, he's $6. Would there be any real change if he comes out tomorrow night, blows them away and goes sub 50? I think there'll be a tweak, particularly because we, we're conscious of the fact that running, particularly mile races, I guess, at an angle, uh, I believe it's a massive advantage to, to be trained nearer on the track or to race there frequently. So he's one we definitely don't, don't want to take on or have a big liability on. So I dare say the traders will be giving him a turn should he come out and win impressively tomorrow night. All right. It's an important weekend for the, some of those futures markets yeah. tomorrow night with some of those key horses stepping out. Yeah, a lot happening and um, great to see all three states have viable contenders and in general a lot of interest and great to see the stars of our sport starting to step step out and race. Um, in, in this case, in the next few weeks, it's going to there's going to be a star and every every half hour to an hour, hopefully across across all the eastern seaboard. Yeah, no doubt. And just with the trotters, the Great Southern Star Market, you put that one up last week. Just believes a dollar fifty. He's a dollar fifty tomorrow night to win the Nine Pistol. He's a dollar fifty for the Great Southern Star. So there might be a few tweaks for that market as well following tomorrow night. Yeah, definitely. It's probably a little bit. It's two lines of thought. He's either big overs tomorrow night or, or a bit short um, for the Great Southern Star. We're just waiting for something to step up around him, and, and hopefully we can push him out and firm something else just to to make the race a bit more interesting perhaps a bit more competitive than what it currently appears. At the moment, he's scaring everyone off. He's, he's head and shoulders above his peers, it, it, it seems. So unless unless something goes wrong, I have a feeling that dollar fifty might remain. OK, well, as I said, a very important uh, night coming up tomorrow night right along the uh, eastern seaboard of Australia. Andrew, as always, appreciate the time. We'll chat again next week. Thank you. Cheers. There's Andrew Spagnolo from TAB joining us. And if you want to fancy, uh, or if you do fancy one of those horses for one of those big races, you can check them out right now. They're all up and available on under the futures uh, markets there for uh, the big races coming up. Miracle Mile, Hunter Cup, Great Southern Star. So you can check them all out right now. Steve? Darren Clayton's with us, Chris. Fresh back from holidays. Happy New Year, Darren. Yeah, thanks, Chris. Thanks, Steve. Good what did you do? Back. What did I do? I've been in Bali for about three weeks. Have you picked up a virus? Yeah, not Bali belly. I've never had that. I don't know. Um, the, I've been quite a few times, never had that. But, yeah, I've got some sort of lurgy going on. What was okay. the highlight of the trip? Um, seeing a manta ray. I went snorkelling and saw a big manta ray off the, off the coast of Nusa Penida. That was pretty cool. Mm. How big was it? Uh, I reckon from tip to, to the end of his tail, probably about five metres. Do you know what a group of rays is called? Um, no idea. A fever. A fever. The only reason I knew that is Rob Heathcote <laughs> was telling me uh, that his horses were swimming in the water some weeks ago, a couple of months ago now, probably four or five weeks, and the horses ran into a, fee, a, a group of stingrays, and I looked it up that day I was talking to Rob, because a couple um, stung uh, a couple of the horses. Um, it's sw swollen legs, but, yeah, it's called a a, um, a fever or stingray. It's a group of them, a fever. Well, there was no fever. This was just... This guy was flying solo, so... Um, but they're pretty impressive. But. Yep. Mm. There you go. You're a wealth of knowledge this morning, Steve.
Not really. I'm good Googling stuff. <laughs> we had a Clayton on earlier this week. No relation. I can't believe that. Yeah. yeah. And, no and it won that horse as well. And it's backing up tomorrow night and a good chance. So we'll, we'll get your thoughts. But no relation, you and Matt. No. Hmm. No, I do have a relation, Matt, but not, not this Matt. Okay. That uh, trains go. horses. So, yeah, interesting one there. No, no relation right. at all. Let's get down to business. Uh, Into the Minion, just your quick recap, because I haven't spoken since uh, the Into the Minion. Uh, what, what was your thoughts on the series overall? Yeah, I thought it was really good. Uh, a bit like Ryan just mentioned before, it was, you know, perhaps a little bit of a concern that the bottom end was just not quite at, at the full depth of possibly what we could have got if every horse available across Australia New Zealand had have come, but... Um, that didn't detract from the final and, and how impressive Leap to Fame was and um, being there on track and and um, while it was a big crowd on sort of current standards, um, you know, the, the grandstand was packed. It, it was a pretty impressive roar that sort of came from the crowd, especially when he hit the front at about the 400 and just started to extend and uh, as he came into the, into the straight and just pulled away, it was... Uh, it was pretty impressive to be right down trackside as that happened and, and hear that uh, hear that roar and see him sort of sprint down to victory. So, um, yeah, it was... And just believe, well, he was just far too good um, the way he dominated. And uh, I don't think at, at any stage did Greg Sugars really let him go. He just did what he had to to win that race, really. I think he was pretty kind to him. So I think that augurs well for, for what lies ahead for just believe. Yeah, I think we crowned two worthy champions uh, back on December 16, Leap to Fame and Just Believe. In their own right, they were as good as one another. They were fantastic. So uh, a great crowd on hand and uh, great to see a lot of other people as well, like a lot of thoroughbred people. So we always say the horses bring the people back to the track and uh, there's no doubt about that because seeing the likes of Leap to Fame and Just Believe, there was a lot of thoroughbred people there. So it was good to see them uh, witness some great action just on his race tomorrow night. Now... This is interesting. This will be up, it may be up now. If not, it'll be up a little bit later. Just on the uh, the harness.org website, weekend winners, we do it each week. Uh, I speak with Chloe Butler. She's driving Deus Ex tomorrow night. She sort of hinted that not likely to push forward with Deus Ex. So that will significantly change that race shape, won't it, if, if they're going back with Deus Ex? Yeah, well, that's, that's really intriguing, that. I know both Deus... Um well, Deus Ex is first up since the Inner Dominion Consolation, but I thought he was first to the pegs and then they could do as they please. So interesting that that would be the reading between the lines. So I don't know who your, who your leader is there. Then um, Romney could possibly pr press forward, um, send it. If that's the case, you'd think at, at any point Leap to Fame just takes control as he likes. So, um, mm. yeah, that's that's very interesting. That'll change the shape of it early because um, you wouldn't think LL Cool J could clear Tis a Sizzler, send it, might be able to. That probably opens it up for Romney and Northview Hustler. While he can fly the gate, he's been going super um, with wins at his past two where they've driven him off, off speed. Mm, it's going to be uh, quite interesting to see how that race plays out uh, tactically, especially that first 200 metres, because most were sort of thinking, who gets to the pegs and then releases Leap to Fame? So it might be a little bit interesting early in that race. That's race four. The other race that uh, Mark up on already is race seven. Beach Villa's odds on, but uh, Jared outlined that 
They're prepared to take him on, so uh, they're looking at Targaryen, and there's also been some support for high voltage. What was your take on race seven? Yeah, I thought from what what he's been doing, Beach Villa, um, the way these divided condition races set up, um, he should really appreciate that race tomorrow night. He's been sort of in the higher higher bracket and he drops back to sort of I guess you'd term a second division so he can get to the front there and, and if he can control it. The only fly in the ointment would be high voltage. He's a horse that's got super early speed but um, he's sort of been driven a little bit conservative of late so if, if that pattern continues you think Beach Villa's in front and he's mighty hard to beat them because I can't see where he cops any pressure from so um, the, only, the only bit will be uh, that probably again that first 200 metres if he gets across easily and then sets it up he shouldn't be beaten but um, there is a chance high voltage he can get keen in his races so if he does get a bit bit fired up early there might be a case of Beach Villa doesn't get across which would then bring Targaryen right into it so certainly makes it interesting um, to, to find a winner before the race it's one of those ones that um, hindsight's going to be a great a great thing to have. Yeah, no doubt. So 10 races tomorrow night at Albion Park. We get underway at 5.47. One of the highlight races, or a highlight horse tomorrow night, away from Leap to Fame, is this mare Sweet Miracle. Unbeaten since finding her way to Brisbane under the care of Gemma Hewitt. She's chasing five in a row. She'll start favourite in this last race. Um, we spoke with Gemma during the week, Darren, and... You know, they've changed the date of the Ladyship Mile or the Queen Elizabeth as it's now known, so probably doesn't suit given that, that purple patch of form she's currently in, but there's no reason why she can't win again tomorrow night. This probably looks a little easier than the, the field she beat last week. Yeah, it certainly does, and she overcame the second line last week, and, um, you know, you look at the times are backing up her performances as well, 52-5 at each of her last two wins, and like you say, um, probably is a little bit easier. Gate 7, no no luxury, of course, but there should be a, enough early early pressure and early speed there that she can probably just float back, and the way she hit the line last week, I can't see how um, she doesn't just do the same thing again, rinse and repeat, five in a row. OK, what's your best bet tomorrow night at Albion Park? Yeah, I thought race eight, uh, horse one, Rock Supreme, hoping we can get um, at least some black figures about him. Um, it, this is one of these races where there's quite a few horses chasing form. Rock Supreme, he resumed from a spell about six or seven runs ago. Really good effort. That was where he was able to lead. He hasn't been able to find the front since. He's been stung by really bad gates in each run since. Back to gate one. He gets every opportunity tomorrow night at the mile um, and he should be able to take them all the way. Race eight, horse one, rock supreme. OK, so race eight, number one, that's the last leg of the quarter, so we can go skinny there with Darren's best bet, rock supreme. Anything else stand out tomorrow night? Um, yeah, earlier on in the card, um, which race are we? Uh, Pacifico Dream, race two, horse five. Um, this is a horse that you know, he's at his best when he leads, but he hasn't been able to find the front these last couple. There was there was one start a couple, um, I think it was New Year's Eve, where uh, I thought he just looked immoral from gate two, but he didn't show any speed at all, and um, finding the front's really his forte. Uh, he drops back significantly in grade here. He's been taking on open company at a couple and band four to two. He gets back to band five here with the Paige Bevan claim, and... Um, I think he, he gets every opportunity to bounce back to winning form race two, horse five, Pacifico Dream.
Yeah, I'm keen on him as well tomorrow night. Race two, number five, Pacifico Dream. He does look well placed there and with that front row draw. So they're the two best for Darren at this stage. Race eight, number one, Rock Supreme. And race two, number five, Pacifico Dream. So we're fresh into a new year, Darren. What are you hoping for in 2024? What what does the season look like or the year look like for Leap to Fame? So he's got tomorrow night, then he's got the Hunter Cup, Grant Dixon's outline, the Newcastle Mile, and then the Miracle Mile. So... What are you expecting this year from Leap to Fame? I'm looking forward to a miracle mile if he can get there, Chris, and see him driven with cover. Um, I think if he could sort of sit in a 1-1 one, one sort of position in a miracle mile where they go absolutely crazy up front and just see him sit off speed, uh, that long menangle straight, he's got plenty of time to wind up. That's That would be... That would be my ideal for the early part of the season, um, seeing where he come, then comes back um, to, to sort of gain some redemption in the Blacks of Fake, I guess. Um, I still have no doubts he would have won that race last year if he didn't have that wheel issue. So um, looking forward to that with him. Um, one of the other sort of things from a local front I'm looking forward to, and it's been a little bit quiet. Uh, up till now is this new two-year-old slot race called the Proto Star that will be held at Albion Park. Um, not sure where it's sort of disappeared to in recent times. I know the slots were open for tender. Um, so yeah, a $500,000 two-year-old slot race to be held at Albion Park in the during the Constellations Carnival. So looking forward to what sort of two-year-olds can be attracted to Albion Park for that race and off the back of that what sort of other horses then head on the way with with that constellations carnival just growing year on year mm, five hundred thousand dollars for that race that automatically makes it the richest race on the queensland harness calendar yeah 100 percent. and like i say, i don't know sort of what's happened in recent times i know just before christmas i saw something that um the tender for the slots was was made available but haven't seen or heard of it since uh, I've been out of the country, like I say, so I haven't been keeping too close an eye. There may be something there that I've missed, but um, looking forward to that race because um, knowing how good two-year-olds are now and what the breeding side of things are and, and just we don't really get to see them as much in Queensland anymore. We used to get sort of the nursery pace or some of those bigger races on rotation. So we probably miss the best of the best as the young horses. So um, getting them up here for that race will, will be really great. There was a press release, and I've just found it. Uh, 13 applications received. Uh, so six Queensland-based applicants, and uh, the, the rest, are, well, the other seven are interstaters. So there's obviously going to be a, a bit of a ballot there. So um, it's going to be very interesting. So we've got... Uh, the Queenslanders, Jimmy Hewitt Racing, Somerset Farms, Darren Garrard Racing, Jamie Dernberger-Smith, uh, Greg Mitchell Racing and uh, Solid Earth, the Seymours, the Interstaters, Wayne Loder, Aaron Dunn, uh, Terry Clues, Tumby Park. Uh, we've got David Miles Racing, Goose Dolphin, which is Aaron Goadsby, and uh, Danny Zavitano, so Team Zav. So uh, I think that needs to be cut back, so three need to be... Uh, 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 taken out so obviously a ballot will take place so that's going to be interesting and that is going to be held next Tuesday there we go so I knew it couldn't have been too far away so that that's pretty good so team Zav you'd expect possibly a, an Emma Stewart stable um, Clayton Tonkin two-year-old there um, Wayne Loder would probably be a Bernie Hewitt runner 
um, Summit, if they get a spot, well, they've got horses everywhere. So, um, yeah, looking forward Terry to Terry Clues will be Nathan Jack. Yep, yep. So um, you'd expect there's going to be some, um, you know, some highly highly credentialed two-year-olds likely to, to line up in that race. And like I say, getting to see them at Albion Park, which no disrespect to the locals or the, or the Q-bred horses because we've had some, some wonderful types of those. But, um, you know, in recent years, we probably haven't seen the best of the best. Like Leap to Fame, he's a New South Wales bred, so we didn't get to see him uh, in a Q-bred race. So looking forward to that. Yep, absolutely. I appreciate the time this morning. Great to have you back. We'll talk again next week. Yeah, looking forward to it. Thanks, Chris.